Welcome to the Swine Health Black Belt Podcast, the latest swine health research digested for you. Swine Health Black Belt Podcast is only possible with the support and trust of innovative companies like... At JBI, we apply biosecurity innovation and expertise to keep your operations safe. SCA Ventilation and Management Solutions, made for farmers by farmers since 1966. Elbiotics, the postbiotic pioneer that helps maintain a healthy gut in pigs. Beringer Ingelheim, through innovative solutions, cutting-edge research, and world-class experts, Beringer Ingelheim helps producers operate with complete confidence. Learn more at swineresource.com. United Animal Health scientifically better. Learn more at unitedamh.com. My name is Dr. Clayton Johnson, and I'm your host for today's episode. And joining me here in the podcast studios is Dr. Monique Paris-Garcia, Associate Professor in Global Production Animal Welfare at North Carolina State University. Welcome, Dr. Monique, to the podcast. Thanks, Clayton. Super happy to be here and appreciate the opportunity to chat with you all today. Well, uh, Monique, we've gotten to work on a couple of uh, committees in the past, um, so we know each other. But if you would, please give an introduction to the audience for any folks that may not have met you yet. Perfect. Yep. So I'm Monique Paris-Garcia. I'm a veterinarian um, and associate professor in global production animal welfare here at NC State at the CVM. Um, So I'm very focused on advancing animal welfare and commercial production systems. My primary focus is in pigs, but I will you know, unfortunately work with some of the other species like dairy cattle and poultry occasionally, but big focus on pigs. Um, My areas of interest are pain management, um, animal welfare assessments and audits on farm, and as well as training and timely euthanasia. Well, and uh, we in the, on the practicing end of the industry absolutely appreciate your focus on pain management um, because it's an area of, of big discussion amongst pig veterinarians and pig producers, but it's one, admittedly, Monique, that we don't know what to do about a lot of times. Um, we, we understand, I think, as, a, as an industry that pain is a reality of some production practices. Um, some of the things we have to do to produce the product that we end up selling, right? Um, the castration, uh, the tail docking, those sorts of things. Uh, an, an unintended consequence and an, uh, an undesirable consequence is pain in some of those procedures. A uh, problem we need to solve, but one that we really feel like we have very limited tools in the toolbox today to address. Could you kind of set up the discussion for the audience a little bit? You know, when you're working on pain-related problems in the pig industry, what are you working on and what are the, some of the biggest challenges you see with solving those problems? Yep, definitely. So, you know, whether you're a producer or a veterinarian, when you think about pain on farm, there's really kind of two bundles you can think of it as. Um, We call this acute pain. So it's going to be pain associated with procedures that are usually really short in duration. So our castration, tail docking, teeth clipping, if that's still performed. And then we kind of have this bundle of pain where we fit more into chronic pain. So usually pain associated with diseases when animals have poor reproductive performance or poor performance overall, dealing with diseases that kind of are continually flowing through the herd. Um, But regardless, if we're thinking about acute or chronic, you know, one of the obligations as veterinarians and those that take care of animals in the farm every single day is to manage this pain because pain is a negative effective or a negative experience on the pig. Um, It will have impacts not only on how the animal experiences every single day life, but it's going to really influence performance and production in a long term standpoint. Um, And it's really kind of the right thing to do for us to evaluate how do we control 
manage that pain and eventually figure out ways to completely eliminate pain altogether if it's possible. We um, have some options that we at least feel like mitigate pain, uh, but they may not exactly be labeled for that. Um, are there are there any kind of newer technologies out there in the pipeline you're getting to work on? Or maybe it's the same technologies that we have just applied in a different way. And for example, like we have some injectable tools that, that help reduce fever and we know they're anti-inflammatory in nature. And one would assume they're also helping with pain. Um, but, you know, giving a pig another injection right before you perform a castration event or something like that, somewhat counterintuitive. Is there anything you're working out there, oral or transdermal, that's maybe a more user friendly, a little more pig friendly to help with pain control? Yeah. So the swine industry gets a, a lot of pressure placed on it for our lack of pain control on farm. And the reality is, is in the United States, we have no drugs that are label approved by the FDA to specifically relieve pain in pigs. And so it really relies on us to use products in an extra label manner under Amduca and take into account things like withdrawal and making sure that we're using those products appropriately. Um, for the most part, we really rely on drugs that are going to be available on the farm and rely on drugs that are going to be feasible to use on a large scale and that are going to be safe from a meat, meat quality or meat withdrawal standpoint. So, Really, the reality that we're working with right now is primarily NSAIDs, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Um, I would say most sow farms and, and quite a few finishers are going to have banamine S or flunix and megalamine on farm. Um, and that's going to be an NSAID that does a good job with relieving inflammation, does a good job with relieving fever, and it does control pain. Um, like you said, Clayton, one of the biggest challenges is that we're going to have to handle these animals multiple times to be able to inject them. So at the university, one thing that we're really interested at is looking at alternative ways to apply a product across a large number of pigs without causing that additional stress of handling. Um, so we've just finished and published some really cool work on transdermal flunixin. Um, so we actually applied transdermal flunixin to piglets around five days of age and evaluated them from a behavioral response and showed that immediately post-castration, piglets that received that transdermal flunixin showed lower pain scores and were less likely to have to receive any type of pain intervention if a veterinarian was evaluating them. Um, we are looking at some really cool stuff, preliminary data right now, but even looking at intranasal flunixin, so using that banamine S, but providing it through the nostrils of the piglets, so we're not requiring that additional injection. We are going to have to do some handling, but the handling stress is nothing close to what the pain stress is. So even though piglets don't always really enjoy being handled, they like staying with their litter mates, to be able to provide a little bit of that stress associated with the handling process is still going to be so much more beneficial for the welfare of the animal than just castrating or tail docking that animal with no pain relief on board. How do you think about um, uh, the return on investment for these sort of pain medications? And I know that's a bit of a loaded question, right? Um, but it's, it's the one that I get from a producer when I say, let's implement this intervention, right? If it costs money, they always want to know, well, what's the ROI on that, doc? Do you have any talking points for those of us on the veterinary side that are going to get asked that question? Yep. So I think if you're going to try to make any profit off of pain control during the castration procedure for piglets, you're going to need to start looking into immunocastration. Um, for the most part, 
pain relief from an acute standpoint with these short procedures are not going to have a long-term impact on performance. So getting that that money return, getting that return on investment for an analgesic at a short-term period of a three to five-day-old pig is just not really realistic. How I try to talk to my producers is it's not necessarily a return on investment. It's controlling the risk of the potential loss that you will have if you are supplying to a retailer or you are providing to the, a public or a group of individuals that are not okay with the idea or do not think it's socially acceptable to not be providing pain relief. Um, so I try to look at it as, you know, it's our ethical obligation as an industry. We need to rely on the science to do what's right for the pig. And ultimately, it has to be the best for the pig's outcome. You brought up immunocastration, which, you know, to me is a, is an awesome solution. Um, it's one I'm very familiar with from working with international clients where immunocastration is very accepted. Um, it's a it's normal part of the production practices. Uh, and the, the packers, the, the customers of our pigs are very accepting of it. The reality is in the United States, packers aren't accepting of it for whatever reason, right? Even though it's approved, it's safe, um, it's, a, it's a good way to do business, our customers won't let us do it. So that is what it is. It's a constraint we have to, to work through. That kind of moves us towards the, uh, the pharmaceutical side, the insets, like you mentioned. Um, the reality is none of them are labeled for pain control. So by definition, we're using those medications off label. And when I chat with veterinarians in the hallway, there's definitely some of them that are quick to bring up. Well, but hey, that's that's not kosher with Amduca, right? Um, that's uh, that's off label medication for a production use, right? Um, so talk me through your thoughts on that. Are we as veterinarians overthinking that? Is there an opportunity to use some of these products? off label. Yeah. So I think as a veterinarian, you know, you're always a little bit thoughtful and cautious when you start doing anything in an extra label drug manner, because it's the veterinarian's license that's going to be put on call if there's a withdrawal issue. And so I take that very serious. I, I, you know, I think in a perfect world, what we need to be getting to is a point where we have products that are approved and labeled and have an appropriate withdrawal and have the research and science to back us up as veterinarians to say this is the most effective drug for pain relief. Until then, though, I don't think that we can use this extra label Amduca kind of concern as a way to stop us from moving forward and doing what's best for the pig. So I think if we were talking about controlling chronic pain in a sow, and we know she's a cold sow and there's going to be a limited time before the truck comes, yeah, I think we need to really be thoughtful on what we're giving her. I think a three-day-old pig that's not going to be slaughtered for another five months is another kind of is a totally other situation scenario. And so I think as swine veterinarians, we do have a very nice opportunity to improve animal welfare by controlling pain relief, particularly at this pre-weaning period where we have this flexibility and we have a market that's not, you know, we're not going and, and slaughtering weaned pigs, right? We're going to go to a point where we have that time, we have those safety nets put in place to ensure that there's no meat quality issues. United Animal Health has been innovating nutrition that feeds the animals that feed the world since 1956. Now a multinational ag biosciences company, we help people impact the health of their animals with less labor, less variation, less drag, less challenge, and less natural resources. Learn more at unitedanh.com. Lasonia infection poses a major threat to pig gut health negatively impacting performance and the ability to fend off other pathogens. 
Fight Lysonia at the site of infection with Enterosol ileitis from Beringer Ingelheim, a convenient oral vaccine that stimulates a direct immune response. Talk to your Beringer Ingelheim representative to learn more. Monique, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast today. Um, and to our audience, thank you very much to listening to the Swine Health Black Belt podcast. Please check out our website, swinehealthblackbelt.com, so that you can see uh, not only Dr. Paris Garcia's podcast, but all the other uh, episodes that we've done. And don't forget to subscribe so that you catch out on every one of our new podcasts coming out each Friday. Uh, for Dr. Monique Paris Garcia, I'm Dr. Clayton Johnson. Thank you very much for joining us, and please have a great rest of your day. Hey, everyone. We're always searching for the latest and greatest research to share each week. If you have a swine health-related research trial and would like to come on the show to talk about it with me and share it with our audience, feel free to send an email to healthblackbelt at swineit.com, and we would love to take a look at your research.